she slid to a halt. It was the shape of a jelly bean, with mean-looking yellow and black stripes. The bee buzzed in front of her, blocking her path as it hovered near a bush of pungent purple flowers. Laura was overwhelmed by the urge to see what it felt like. Squishy, she was fairly sure. She wanted to pinch it between her thumb and forefinger, to see if it would pop. Laura had never been stung by a bee, but Casey at school had once, and he had cried in front of everyone. It must hurt a lot. Very slowly, she inched around it, walking like a crab on the very edge of the pavement, until there were a good two meters between the bee and her. When she turned, the street was empty. Sophie and Scott had turned one of the corners, out of Laura's sight. If she really thought about it, she would probably know which one. But she couldn't sink. The suburban street seemed to be growing bigger and bigger, and Laura felt like she was shrinking smaller and smaller. A sob rose slowly and heavily in her throat. She wanted to cry out for her mum. Oh, God! Laura heard it loud and clear from her left. She ran as fast as she could toward the sound. Sophie and Scott changed into t-shirts, then continued their sword fight in the backyard. Laura wasn't invited. They didn't like to play baby games. Even though Laura told them that now she was at school, she was officially not a baby. She sat up at the kitchen bench, listening to the screams and laughter from outside, and staring down at the three plates of crackers that Rose had left for their afternoon tea. Laura could hear Scott yell so loud it came through the glass. You're dead! She watched as Sophie feigned a dramatic and violent death. It was a stupid game. She wouldn't have wanted to play anyway. While they were distracted, Laura quickly reached over, took two crackers from each of their plates, and stuffed them in her mouth. She chewed happily, swinging her legs and kicking the bench. The house filled with the banging sound. She knew she was being naughty. If her mum was at home, she'd be in big trouble. But she kept kicking, trying to leave some little brown scuffs to blame on either Sophie or Scott. She hadn't decided yet. Rose's bedroom door opened and Laura stopped kicking. Her older sister stamped down the corridor. Some days, Rose would want to braid Laura's hair or put makeup on her and tell her how pretty she was. Just like a little doll, she would say. Laura hoped it was one of those days but the angry stomps of Rose's feet told her it wasn't. How was school? Rose pulled open the fridge door and put her head inside, as if she was trying to absorb all the cold. It was good. Nina said she could climb the big tree, but she couldn't, and she fell out and broke her bum. Rose stuck her head out and looked at Laura, a can of Coke in her hand. Her lips were tugging up as if she was going to laugh. Really? Yep. Laura began to giggle, and then Rose laughed too. Laura liked it when she made Rose laugh. Rose was the prettiest girl Laura knew, even when she frowned, which was most of the time. When she laughed, she looked like a princess. Poor kid, Rose said. She stopped laughing and rested the coke against her forehead. Laura didn't say anything. Nina hadn't really fallen out of the tree. Actually, she had made it the whole way to the top and then bragged about it all afternoon. What was that banging noise before? Dunno. Can we braid my hair, Posy? You know I don't like it when you call me that. Sorry, she said. Sometimes when she pretended to still be a baby, Rose would like her more. But this time, Rose didn't even look at her. Instead, Rose cracked open the can and took a swig. Laura looked at the pictures on Rose's arm. 
They went all the way from her elbow to her shoulder and looked like pen, but they were forever. Laura thought they were beautiful. Rose looked up at the clock and groaned. I'm going to be late, fuck. Rose slammed the can on the bench and little specks of brown liquid came out. Laura gasped. She didn't know what that word meant exactly, but she knew it was one of the worst ones. I'm telling. Rose didn't even care. She just walked right out of the kitchen and back to her room to get ready. She was definitely not going to braid Laura's hair. Laura jumped down from her stool. I'm running away. You can't stop me. She ran to the front door and opened it and slammed it shut. Then she very quietly tiptoed away, so Rose would think she had left. Laura decided to hide under her bed. She wriggled down on the floor and pulled the box of her winter clothes in front of her. If she stayed there for long.